are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, everyone. Hope you are doing fantastic this week. I am coming to you actually for my very first day of my Camino walk. In fact, we just finished our walk. We are calling ourselves the Camigas, our 10 uh, group of hikers. It has just been beautiful walking through the countryside of France. We are in the region of uh, Aumont, Aubrac, that we were walking from and walking to Shelley, which is another uh, beautiful area in the Occitan province uh, region of France. So if you've heard or if you've seen the L'Occitane uh, store that has like soaps and creams and all that. We were walking through a portion of that uh, region. In any case, it is absolutely beautiful, this region. And because we trained, I think, so well, we ended up doing it without any injuries, thankfully. And, uh, and we really enjoyed it. It was just dreamy. It felt like, I don't know if you want to call it the, the story of Red Riding Hood, Red, Little Red Riding Hood, or if you have seen The Lord of the Rings and just some of these walkways that are magical, really. It's, it was beautiful. This walk was absolutely beautiful. So we're finishing up and we're having our communal uh, dinner in these huge tables that were put together. And the lady that... Um, that has this place. In fact, I'm going to put in my show notes the name and the location so that if you ever do this walk, you'll have that and you can uh, come and stay here. The view is gorgeous from her uh, backyard balcony. And so the communal dinner is happening right now. I stepped away. I didn't want to have a large dinner. And that, of course, is because I take my project weight loss with me. And I had a lovely lunch uh, and breakfast, and so I really wanted a light dinner of soup, which thankfully she had some zucchini and squash uh, soup that she gave us a recipe, and it is it was very delicious. So I stepped away, and I'm recording the podcast so that you have it. I apologize for the sound as I am recording on my phone, and I don't have my equipment since I'm doing the track. For Camino de Santiago, everything is announced and everything is really important to have minimal weight on your back. And so I'm coming to you on my phone and I'm really hoping that I do um, service to the maester I want to talk about this week with you. I want to talk about the maester Eric Schlosser and his name, his full name actually, this great maester who's absolutely fantastic is Maester Eric Matthew Schlosser. He wrote one of my favorite books that I have read that has been really transformational in my life as it pertains to health and wellness. And also a little bit of information as far as cultural information, um, taking a look at it in a different lens. And I will explain what I mean by that in a minute. But the reason that I wanted to come to you with this amazing maester is because I really believe that for our project weight loss, knowledge is truly power. And so it's power over our bodies, our own volition, 
in our decisions that we make, right? Being fully engaged, fully aware of the information that uh, that a maester like this maester brings to us. And so I'm coming to you for that reason. I was actually introduced to him 20 years ago while I was listening to my local radio station, KQED, and he was promoting his book, Reefer Madness. And the interview really got me curious about this maester. So Reefer Madness was based on a series of three expose articles that he wrote. One on the strawberry sharecroppers, which really interested me. Uh, they were actually, um, many of them were Latinos and they uh, were farm workers that basically started to own the property. And that whole aspect of it really intrigued me. And I will talk a little bit more about his book. Now, I'm not going to go into full detail about the book because of one main reason. And the reason is that I hope that you take some time to actually read the book. Now, normally when I um, listen to something like this and, and, uh, and I want to read a book, I normally buy the paperback first. And so I ended up really wanting to buy his book because I was so excited over the information that he was talking about in his interview. And so when I went into the bookstore, my local bookstore, they only had hardcovers. And I, on a, as a general rule, I don't buy hardcovers. And the reason that I don't buy them is for multiple reasons. One of the reasons is I really like to keep my hardcovers and I am becoming, and I have been working on this for a really long time, but I really love the idea of minimalism. And so I really want to keep quality items that me on a personal level really want to keep uh, for one. And then the other reason is that I didn't have a lot of money back then. And so buying hardcovers would make a huge difference. You know, you go from buying a book that's $10 at a softcover versus $30. That is a hardcover. You're buying three, three times as, as much as the worth is, of course, the value is there. So because I like to meet, read so many different books, buying all these hardcovers was really going to be an expense that I really couldn't take on during that time. And then, of course, many of the times I would go to the library and read them at the library. But because I didn't buy toys or or buy a lot of things for my children and for myself, I really made it where the bookstore was a treat. So instead of buying my kids a toy or buying them you know, things that they wanted, I would take my kids to the bookstore and we would have it as a treat and they were allowed to buy one book. So you could see that if I bought hardcovers with the amount of books that I read and having the idea of treats for my children as, as books, then it would be very, very difficult for me to afford hardcovers. And so as a result, I really didn't. But um, what I did notice and what I really loved about this, my bookstore that I used to go to, it's no longer in business, sadly. As many bookstores have, you know, gone out of business, especially some of the local chains. But in any case, what I loved about it is that they would have these little notes from the employees that worked there. And it would say, for example, Tom, and then it would have, or, you know, uh, Carissa or what have you, and it would have the description of the book and, and why it was great and one of their favorites. And so when I was there looking for his book, there was only the hardcover, but there was a soft cover of his previous book. And his previous book was Fast Food Nation. 
And the review was, of course, a glowing review about the book. And so I thought, well, this is perfect. I'll buy his previous book. I'll read it. And if I like the, the writing and the information, then I'll buy the hardcover of the next book. So it was a win-win for me. And I went ahead and purchased it. And I tell you, it really blew my mind. This book really opened my mind to the whole idea of fast foods. So now that I spoke to the why uh, I chose this amazing maester, I really want to talk about his bio right now. And, um, and so it's so important to me, as far as our project weight loss, to really have the power of knowledge, as I mentioned. But I really loved his detail, this maester, in the work that he he gives to the world, his offering to the world. And so who is this amazing individual? His background is as an American investigative journalist. He attended Princeton for his bachelor's. He received his master's in literature from Oriel College in Oxford. And he grew up in LA, in LA, Los Angeles, which is where my daughter is in her neck of the woods. He had a famous father. His father was the president of NBC in 1974, and later he became the VP for RCA. So his father was a, uh, a well-known individual. Maester Eric Schlosser won the National Magazine Award for his two pieces uh, in Reefer Madness and Marijuana and the Law and won a Sydney Hill Foundation Award for his piece in the Strawberry Fields. And so basically what a lot of his works are were works that he wrote for either magazines or, or, or literary works that were very lengthy essays. Um, but they were more in the style of expose essays. So they had a lot of research, very in-depth, undetailed in as far as the information that he was providing. And so later, he then put together this information into a book format. So for me personally, I was really intrigued with his book, Fast Food Nation, which he wrote in 2001. It came from a two-part article in the Rolling Stone and later it became a film. And I don't like to criticize um, anyone or anything. And and what I loved about his books were the detail. And because they were so dense, I think it would be very difficult to put all of that information and it would translate or have it translate into a movie. And so that's the reason I think that I really didn't prefer the movie. I really preferred the books. And in general, I think most of us would say, I love, you know, the book better than a movie or what have you. And in this case, I think to really give justice to this, this amazing book of Fast Food Nation, it probably would have needed to be a series, right? And of course, that's my personal perspective. Now, he was also, per Wikipedia, his latest book, Command and Control was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize for History. So this guy is it really, this amazing is really amazing. He has been working more currently on a book regarding the prison system. And he's been doing so for the last 10 years, 10 years. So I'm really looking forward to this particular book because I work in probation. And so this area for me holds very uh, very much interest. And so I really want to hear his perspective of the prison system. And I know it's going to be very detailed. So it's likely to have a portion on probation and a parole. So it's going to be very interesting to read his perspective. So he wrote 
three books. His first book was Fast Food Nation, as I mentioned. His second book was Reefer Madness, which I also read and I highly recommend. And it's the one that I was listening to the show on. And then his third book is called Command Control, Nuclear Weapons, The Damascus Accident and the Illusion of Safety. And he wrote that book in 2013. So what I would like to share with you about this maester's work is, first of all, the historical aspect of his information. He loves to bring in facts, and his work is very dense with facts. And so what I have found is that it's really difficult to translate or to share every aspect of it. As per the example of the movie, it's really difficult to share and really give it the true value when you're imparting that. So I really hope that you do take the time to read his books. But if you're a history buff, or if you really like to know how things are put together and made, his books are those kind of books for you. And then, so for me, I love knowing this information. And one of the biggest takeaways, one of his biggest teachings that I received from Maester Eric Schlosser was the idea of fast food in general as this perspective, its historical perspective, um, and what that meant to, to us with our families. And how it related to my family is this idea of how I was raising my children. I was raising my children how I thought was fun, so benign to some extent. We would go to the fast food areas and that would be a treat for them because many of the fast food locations had areas that had uh, like play areas and some of the play areas were pretty extensive and so one of the things that I didn't know and I learned from this book is that children were targeted specifically have been targeted with many of these companies these large companies of fast foods out there and foods that not just fast foods, but sugary foods in general or foods that are made to to sell in high quantities, you know, they have found a way to target our children. And so our children then, you know, want us to take them to these places. And we really look at it very benign. At least I did. I looked at it in a very benign way, almost in a way too, as like, this is Americana, right? This is the way that we, in our culture, go out and celebrate our free time. We take our kids to the fast food and they get to play on the, on the, you know, playground and they get these meals that have toys and gadgets and, and what have you. And they're uh, advertised. Right. So you see them in commercials and they're targeted for children. And so I always thought of it as so innocent and so fun to take my kids there, not knowing all the ramifications of the health aspect of it. And even deeper than that, not knowing all the humanistic aspect, the ripple effect that fast foods has um, humanistically on culture out there. So. The business aspect was the second very interesting thing that I learned about this maester's teachings. He really took apart the business aspect. What he did was he started his book with giving you the history specific to Carl's Jr. on how the CEO created this, this 
assembly line type of food industry and really was a pioneer in that area. And so if you love business, he really starts out at the beginning giving you all the details of how this was put together. And the other thing that I really took from his teachings was that his teachings didn't come out to say, this is not a good thing or or this is my personal perspective on this and, and all that. He just gives you a lot of the facts and then you decide, you take from it. And the facts are not just one-sided, they're both-sided. So you also get the human aspect of the companies that put this, you know, who was behind these companies that put, you know, these fast foods out there. And so it's really great stuff in that sense that you get a almost like a holistic aspect or interpretation of fast foods in general. Look, they're having a good time out there. <laughs> and so you really get the full spectrum of the business aspect of it. And it was really interesting because when I talked to my sister, uh, San about this, I really wanted her to read this, this book. Um, and when she finally did get around to it and read it, she mentioned that that was one of the interesting parts for her because she was in the process of doing her MBA, her master's in business administration. And so really taking a look at how these fast foods were started was fascinating. It was a fascinating read. And it, and I agree, it truly was. And so having the business perspective at all the different angles, whether it be the angle of how the French fries are done, whether it be the angle of how the chicken industry, you know, is put together for these chicken nuggets or what have you, it's really, really interesting. What really impacted my perspective as far as where I would eat fast foods if I did or having my kids go to fast foods if I took them, which I really changed dramatically how I went about all that. I really did take a look at it in the human rights aspect of um, this industry. And so the big part of that for me in my project weight loss was this holistic approach to living. And so having this knowledge, having this information really helped me in making the decisions of whether I wanted to take my kids to a particular fast food or not, right? Because of the way that the, the people were treated. And so as a result, um, I really changed. I really changed from going to fast foods, you know, three to four times a day, a week to, to going much less frequently and really being very, very um, intentional about where I took my children, right? Even though my children were asking me to take them, and even though my children were asking me what happened or what the change was and insisting, I really did change my perspective of it because of this Maester's writing and this Maester's book, and really because of the human rights aspect of the work. Now, the other teaching that I really took from from Maester Eric Schlosser was the idea of the food specifically, how it was made, um, to all the ingredients that are added to French fries, simple thing as a potato, <laughs> to make it tasty for us, to make it to the point where we don't want to just 
have a burger. We want to have the French fries that is accompanied and almost to the point where we just want to have the French fries, right? It's our favorite thing. And so it really changed my perspective of the food per se, and uh, which is the other teachings um, as it relates to our project weight loss when we really have to be discerning and again, intentional about the foods that we are eating for our health. So I want to give you a couple of other things that I learned from this maester. One of the things that I learned is the idea of the fast food bringing us food in much larger quantities. And this was really interesting because I remember working at a fast food, a couple of fast food chains, in fact, when I was younger. And I was, um, for the most part, I was very healthy and at a healthy weight. And I started to drink sodas. And the interesting part here is that as you know, many of the fast foods, you can supersize, you can get a larger size and, and the cost of this large soda or the cost of this food is relatively inexpensive. It's relatively budget friendly. And for many people that are on a low income or a fixed income, this cost of the food is very appealing to us. And again, this concept of Americana and our culture and in general that it is so widespread and it's so embraced. Um, and I understand that. I mean, I completely understand that. But my whole purpose in coming to you is giving you the information so that you can do what you will with that information. And so for me, taking a look and looking back, I realized that a lot of that weight gain that I had was from this idea of the supersize, right? Of this idea of, you know, portion control in the sense that it wasn't as easy to have portion control because I was almost in a way being conditioned or having this condition that I could have this larger size and, and I could, of course I could afford it. And so I did, I purchased these larger sodas. I purchased, you know, the, the, the dessert with the food, you know, it came with a certain dessert and for my children and their meals, children meals, they also came with a dessert as well. And so the health aspect of the food and the quantity of the food really makes a difference for our project weight loss. It makes a difference in the sense that, you know, question it. Like I, now I question it. Is this what I want? Do I want a 20 ounce drink of a soda? Right? So when you think of a soda, you think eight ounces and you think potentially, you know, what that contains. I'm not having eight ounces now. I'm having 20, 30 ounces, right? What does that equate to? Or when you think about a burger that has two pieces of patties and two slices of cheese and, you know, these different dressings, and then it also has this bun, you know, you start adding that up and then you add a French fry to that along with the soda, you know, now you're getting potentially on some of these French fries, you're getting hydrogenated oils and you know, I talked about that in my, in my uh, fat episodes, you know, what kind of fats are you getting when you're eating the food that you're eating? You know, and if you think about how you're treating your body, is this something that you want to be going to 
and taking your children to on a regular basis is the question. And for me, the answer was, think about it, Fee. You know, does this really make sense for you and does it make sense for them as you being the person that is taking care of them, right? And so it really made me have a second thought around how I was choosing to do things and going back to take a look at how I started to do things for myself. So what I loved about Fast Food Nation is not just the historical um, aspect of the book that provides some history, but it also made me consider my own history of how I was then taking and ingesting this food and then how I was creating now a culture for my children to take and consider this food of this great culture of Americana in this type of food. And it's certainly not to criticize Americana. It's certainly to be mindful about the fast foods and the way that these foods are created and made for us, right? And of course, that is one aspect. And then the other perspective um, that I, you know, the other teaching that I took from his, uh, this amazing master's book is the amount of bacteria called E. coli that comes out of some of these foods. You know, when you think of the meats, when you think about the, the meats, how they're processed, how they're processed in these meat packing, uh, companies, you know, and how the employees are treated in these meat uh, packing companies and what have you. It reminded me to some extent about, um, the jungle, Upton Sinclair's novel. There, you know, there was a lot of similarities in the type of, of expose writing that I really thought was fascinating. And so I really enjoyed that book, this book in that sense, just similar to how I enjoyed The Jungle, um, Upton Sinclair's book as well. So there were a lot of similarities. So if you like that book, you're very likely to like this Maester's book. And so what I want to leave you with in, in my, my love for this Maester's work is that our our lives, we create a certain history based on the things that we learned. And history itself, when you go out, you can really go back and take a look at, uh, as a perspective, at how things affect us as a culture and how things affect us as an individual. And so as an individual, it's so important for you to look at your health and look at the information that you receive that I wanted to, to bring you this master's information. And because I wanted to have the value potentially um, that it could provide to you, I want to say this, that if you do have a moment to take this um, information that I give you, take a moment to consider reading Fast Food Nation. If only to gain a little bit of history of of our culture and as Americans and a little bit of history of the fast food culture in general. And I think that taking this information and reading this book will really help you along those lines. And now I want to leave you with the quote for the week. And the quote is from Bertrand Russell. The good life is one inspired by love and guided by knowledge. Have a great week, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.